Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with you guys in my garage in my new house for the first time. That's why we had to take the first week off of the year last week as I moved into our new place. We actually moved on Friday and I just could not pull off the podcast because uh, we had to take all of our equipment down. We put up some new equipment. Uh, we're not quite finished here yet, but uh, big things on the horizon. Uh, so very cool. This week's topics include Friday, October 23rd, Season 2, Episode 41. Here we're talking about Tom Petty's birthday bash that's happening today. I'll let you know who's involved with that. The Flaming Lips perform a concert entirely in plastic bubbles. It was pretty amazing. I'll let you know the details about that one. Mayor James Keenan suffering lung damage apparently from COVID-19 and also gearing up for a live stream with Pussifer coming up next week. Smashing Pumpkins gearing up for their 25th anniversary of Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. My favorite album from them. I remember when that double album came out in 95. What an album it was. Ozzy also announcing some new tour dates for No More Tours Part 2. We'll let you know what dates, what cities uh, for that. Plus on this day of music history trivia, this week's new releases, WTF and more. Uh, This week's new releases, we got some new stuff out on October 23rd, 2020 here. From Adrian Lenker, Becky Warren, Bruce Springsteen's got one called Letter to You, uh, Faithless, Fuzz, Jeff Tweedy, uh, John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers, an instrumental solo release called Maya. Also, Keaton Henson, Paul Bearer, uh, Plants and Animals, and the Mountain Goats all have new albums out today, so check that out. All right, some virtual shows happening. Foo Fighters, Eddie Vedder, and more are going to be performing at Tom Petty's birthday bash that's happening today. Uh, The Killers, the Raconteers are just a few of the rockers lined up to take part in the virtual event. It will be live streamed from Tom Petty's official website starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time today. So that's 4 p.m. Eastern time or Pacific time for us on the West Coast. Performances from a different set of artists are going to air on Sirius XM's Tom Petty radio channel beginning at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, which is a little bit earlier, including Stevie Nicks, Chris Stapleton, Post Malone, Lenny Kravitz, Nora Jones, Jason Isbell, and more are going to be included in the hours of performances, testimonials, and tributes to Tom Petty from friends and fans. Tom Petty's actual birthday fell on Tuesday, October 20th, but this is a pretty cool way of celebrating it. So check it all out, TomPetty.com. Pearl Jam going to be celebrating their anniversary with a live stream performance. Uh, this is a pretty cool anniversary for Pearl Jam. It's They're celebrating 30 years since their very first live performance. Their very first live performance was April 29th, 1986, where they performed as Mookie Blaylock and then later performed as Pearl Jam in 1990. Uh, They did this live performance on April 29th, 2016 to commemorate that 30th anniversary. Well, now they are going to be showing the webcast of that show. The entire 32-song set from that show at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia features a performance of their entire debut album, 10. Really special performance. You can check that out, Pearl Jam's official website. Um, speaking of virtual shows, this one's kind of a hybrid of, of, of sorts. Bush is going to be performing two drive-in shows in Southern California, celebrating the October 30th release of the Kingdom Deluxe Edition. 
So this is going to be happening. Um, okay, so November 20th, the band will play at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, Ventura Fairgrounds, November 21st. Here's how it's going to take place. The empty parking lots of each venue will be transformed uh, into a theater in the round, complete with a massive stage, a state-of-the-art sound system that transmits the performance to each car's FM radio, elaborate lighting, and four massive LED video screens that provide 360 degrees of visual entertainment. That sounds interesting. So check that out, bushofficial.com. Uh, all right, let's get to those Aussie tour date announcements for No More Tours Part 2. Not happening until 2022, guys. He needs a full year to kind of get it together, recover, and make sure that there's no hang-ups. So the first date is January 26, 2022 in Germany. They got the Czech Republic, Switzerland, Hungary, Spain, Italy, uh, and the UK. Big uh, stretch of dates in the UK in March. So check that out on Aussie's official website. Uh, it looks like they're going to be touring with Judas Priest on that, so that's very cool. Uh, all right, a new rock fest has announced its lineup for 2021. It's called the Rebel Rock Fest with uh, Rise Against, Five Finger Death Punch, Skillet, Limp Biscuit, Motionless in White, uh, Legends of Wu-Tang, I Prevail, Kill Switch Engage, Body Count. That's with Ice-T. I wonder what Legends of Wu-Tang mean if that's only select members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Rise Against the U, Seven Dust, Anti-Flag, and more. Make sure you guys check that out. Looks like it's going to be going on September 24th through the 26th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the event was originally scheduled for this year, but of, of course it got rescheduled to next year. RebelRockFest.com for more info on that one. Some rock news this week. Tool's Maynard James Keenan is suffering from lung damage, apparently from COVID-19. He said this in a new interview, quote, I kind of didn't want to run around screaming it, but it's real and there's after effects. I had to go through some major medications to undo the residual effects. When asked if he's currently feeling all right, he said, quote, well, no, to be honest, I still have the cough. Every other day I have these coughing fits because my lungs are still damaged at the tips and I just got over the inflammation that was going on my wrists and hands. I had an autoimmune attack on my system that in the form of like a rheumatoid arthritis, end quote. Kind of crazy, and I feel bad for him, too, because he's got a live stream coming up next Friday. He's going to be performing with Pussifer. It's called Live at Acrosanti Existential Reckoning, and we're giving away tickets on the Barrett 105.7. We're actually not giving away tickets. They're live stream access codes, so make sure you guys tune in. 105.7 The Bear, 105.7 FM, 105.7 TheBear.com for your chance to win some tickets. We're giving them away all next week during the 12 o'clock hour. More info on that show at PussiferLive.com. The Flaming Lips actually performed their first bubble concert. This is like something that Wayne Wayne Cohen of the F Flaming Lips has been probably dreaming about, fantasizing about for quite some time. And it's pretty amazing. So it was the first concert ever for a live audience that was entirely projected in inflatable space bubbles. It took place at the Criterion in the band's hometown of Oklahoma City. The short gig was a test run for future concerts, half music video shoot. They apparently shot a music video there. The Flaming Lips performed a dance remix of Assassins of Youth as well as Brother Eye, both tracks from their new album, American Head. Uh, so this is pretty amazing stuff. Uh, you got to check out the videos on Instagram and that are making the rounds on social media of the performance. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and I'm, I'm super impressed that they actually pulled it off. Uh, some more rock news this week. Smashing Pumpkins announcing the celebration for Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness 25th anniversary. So this is going to be a special live chat that they're doing, a Q&A with fans, as well as a sequel to the critically acclaimed album. Uh, they're going to be doing some new music. The live Q&A with Billy Corgan and Jimmy Chamberlain will actually take place today 
on Zoom at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So by the time you're hearing this, it might have already taken place. However, fans will have to wait for the uh, World Arena Tour. Obviously, it was scheduled for today, October 23rd of this year. Now it's been postponed until 2021. The sequel concept album to Melancholy is also due out next year. The musical-themed concept album is the third one in the trilogy. So check out SmashingPumpkins.com for all that info. All right, Foo Fighters have uh, put out a new EP. It's called Live on the Radio 1996, It's uh, and, and it's only on Amazon. So if you go uh, to Amazon, you can check it out. The collection features four tracks the band recorded back in 1996 when appearing on the syndicated radio show Rockline. So check that out. New rare release from Foo Fighters called Live on the Radio 1996 uh, via Amazon. Uh, Guns N' Roses frontman, well, frontman, uh, Axeman Slash was interviewed recently. What What's Slash been up to during the pandemic? And he says, quote, I've just been recording and writing and doing other assorted odds and ends. Apparently, he's also producing horror movies. He says, quote, I've been producing horror movies, so I've been busy with that, but mostly just writing new stuff and recording demos. I've done some session work with different people. I just did a version of Love Story in honor of legendary producer Robert Evans, who's a friend of mine, passed away last year, and we're probably going to release that online. So I've just been working with different people doing different stuff on top of the original music for Guns N' Roses and for The Conspirators, which is my band, so I've kept pretty busy. That new Miles Kennedy album for The Conspirators is already out, and that new music he's mentioning for Guns N' Roses sounds kind of cool. Can't wait to hear it. All right, some more rock news as Sammy Hagar reveals George Lopez was actually the one that urged him to reconcile with Eddie Van Halen. Uh, So he appeared on LA's KSLX recently and shed light on how the estranged partners reconnected. He says, quote, this is Sammy Hagar talking, quote, a mutual friend of ours, George Lopez, who's a comedian, called me and said, Sam, you've got to call Ed. He's not doing good. He loves you. You guys have got to do something. George was looking to try and put the band back together and all that, so I said, oh, man, are you kidding me? I went through this, brother. I've tried to go through everybody. Tell Eddie I hope he's doing well. I love to speak with him, come see him, whatever. He went on to say, so all of a sudden, George says, here's his phone number. Call him. I picked up the phone, and we were texting and talking almost weekly. I would say, honestly, weekly since the beginning of the year. And it was nothing but a love fest. He was talking about how great Wolfie is doing with his new record. He sent me some music long before it came out. Uh, He says, quote, if that reconciliation wouldn't have happened, I would be, excuse me, devastated much worse than I already am. It was horrible news. There's never a good time to hear news like that when a loved one passes. It was tough to deal with, but honestly, the music is what pulled me through. That's end quote there from Sammy Hagar. Pretty amazing stuff and uh, just really cool that George Lopez was one of the ones that actually got them to reconcile out of all people. Pretty awesome. All right, some ACDC news. Angus Young reveals boxes of unheard ACDC riffs are still unused. Uh, he gave this new interview, and he explained it uh, about these riffs that he come up with. Uh, producer Brendan O'Brien helped him sort out which ones to choose as the basis of the new songs. And he said, quote, A lot of these songs, when we would go to do the Black Ice album, Malcolm had me uh, had a lot of years where the two of us would just be in, you know, a little studio working away all the time writing songs. And in the period with so much stuff, even when we went to do Black Ice, it was a case of, you know, you got a few boxes of your ideas. We only got uh, to box one, and we're just pulling out the first stuff we had of tracks, you know. By the time you've got to that, you've got like 20 ideas, end quote. So that's kind of a little garbled quote there, but you get the point. He said the only they got boxes and boxes of riffs, and they've only gone through basically one box of them. So they got tons of riffs, uh, and sounds like they maybe even have some more stuff coming up in the works for a new album. We'll have to see. 
All right, this was the last rock story of the week, but I thought it was really cool. Uh, say what you will about Jack White. Maybe you're not a fan of his music personally, but he's a pretty darn cool guy. So here's the deal. There is a street performer, a busker named Matt Grant, shared a video he recorded just after uh, this event that he was part of. This drunk woman apparently destroyed his guitar, and say it's, and he said in the video, quote, obviously if I don't have a guitar, I can't busk. If you could help me out, it'd be a massive appreci- appreciation. He set up a GoFundMe account, which was a success, and then Jack White reached out to him personally and gave him a guitar. Uh, it was a custom-made Fender Stratocaster, writing, quote, Absolute once-in-a-million-lifetimes things happened to me today, and I cannot thank Jack enough for this absolute generosity. Apparently, he saw what happened and hit up his manager this morning, who then amazingly tracked me down to the guitar shop just in time for me to walk out with this absolute beauty. Thanks, Jack. I'd love to thank you personally one day. You're a legend, end quote. Very cool, Jack White hooking that street performer up. Some birthdays this week in the rock world. We got Robert Trujillo, bassist from Metallica, turning 56. Weird Al Yankovic, turning 61. Sammy Hagar, celebrating a birthday this week, turning 73. Joey Belladonna from Anthrax, turning 60. Paul Simon, uh, legendary Paul Simon, turning 79. Chris Kirkwood, the bassist from the Meat Puppets, turning 60. Jeff Keith, lead singer of Tesla, turning 62. Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers, turning 59. Glenn Tipton, lead guitarist from Priest, turning 73. Also, Jeff Goldblum and Christopher Lloyd celebrating some birthdays this week. All right, we got some trivia on this week in music history trivia, guys. Let's get to it. This week in 2005, the drummer from this band suffers an injury from a failed pyrotechnics display behind his drum set at a show in Casper, Wyoming. What band was it? Was it A, Marilyn Manson, B, Molly Crew, or C, Rob Zombie? Who do you think got the drummer all messed up on that pyro display? It was Motley Crew drummer Tommy Lee is burned when a pyrotechnic effect misfires during a concert in Casper, Wyoming. Lee burns his shoulder, upper arm, and back and is taken to a local hospital and treated for his injury. All right, some more trivia on this week in music history trivia. This time it's 1976. This week in 1976, EMI outbids Polydor and signs this sought-after British band for a total of 40,000 British pounds, a large amount at the time. Was it A, T-Rex, B, The Police, or C, The Sex Pistols? 1976, EMI outbid Polydor. It was The Sex Pistols. That was a pretty big record deal for them, especially for those guys. I'm sure they blew through that money like crazy, right? All right, movie TV entertainment news this week. This was kind of interesting. A new study ranks scariest horror films by average heart rate. So this was done by broadbandchoices.uk, monitored the heart rates of 50 people as they watched more than 100 hours of horror films to determine the 35 scariest films. So the 2012 film Sinister was considered most scary as audience members experienced an average of 32% increase in heart rate while watching the film. Next on the list is Insidious. The Conjuring, Hereditary, and Paranormal Activity. Other films that made the list, The Exorcist, Paranormal Activity, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That sounds about right. Uh, (laughs) I thought this was hilarious. The Halloween store is now selling a debate flywig. If you were watching the debate, uh, vice presidential debate, uh, last week, you'll notice that fly that flew on Pence's hair. Well, now a clever company is created a debate fly wig it's only fifty dollars wow what a deal and it's just a gray gray wig with a fly on it oh man who thought of that what a genius okay uh news from around the world Uh, 
one woman has a deceased pet cat cloned. I thought this was very interesting. So a woman from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, says she got her beloved pet cat cloned. So here's the deal. She got a live tissue sample from the cat. Uh, local veterinarian gave it to her. Sent to Via Gen Pets in Cedar Park, Texas. They specialize in genetic preservation and cloning for household pets. So they preserve the uh, samples until after the cat's death, then use the cells to replace the nucleus of a female's cat egg. Then the embryo was transferred into a surrogate mother cat in a method similar to in vitro fertilization. Uh, so that's crazy. And now it's the cat's nine months old and super healthy. Uh, kind of crazy, right? Uh, all right. So that does it for us. We got one more story here, but I thought this was funny. It's just a silly one. This, there was a counting worker. If you ever guys watched the, the show The Office, there was an episode where they put a Bluetooth speaker up in the tiles and it was driving everybody's crazy. Well, he tried to recreate this in, at his office and uh, he paired the, the speaker to an old phone and then hid the device, right? He said, quote, it was perfect. You could only hear the cats if you listened real close. He had an effect where it sounded like a cat was stuck up there. So they ended up tearing apart the whole building. And he still never uh, fessed up to it. And the manager's like, someone needs to tell me whose fault this is. And I just thought that was hilarious. All right, that finishes it up for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast, Facebook.com slash Garage Rock Show Podcast, thegaragerockshow.com. Give us a like and a follow. Tell your friends. If you guys uh, know some friends that are want the, the all the rock news every week, we do it for you guys at thegaragerockshow.com. Have a great weekend. We will see you guys next week. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com